Howdy, I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. Before we get on with this week's episode, I need your help. You may well have seen the world record egg. A simple egg with more Instagram likes than any other photo on the internet. Beating the previous record that was set by one of that Kardashian lot. Well, we want to make football's most famous egg-like man beat even that. So we've started world record pep. Head to our Instagram page, we're called On The Left Side. Obviously, there'll be a link in the show notes. And give Peppy's eggy head a like. We're on about 30 likes right now, so only 44.9999 million more to go. It's ambitious, but remember Leicester City once won the Premier League. You do that. Now here's the show. Today was the day. Yeah. I've actually really, I've, I've completely gone in now, I believe. Because Liverpool are strong, save. Don't get heavy. <laughs> I know we talked a lot about Marcelo Bielsa last week being caught spying on Derby County's training session, but A, I think it might be my favourite footballing story ever, and B, like all good spy films, it needs a sequel. And if the first instalment was called on Leeds United's Secret Service, then the follow-up is definitely Dr No, fucks given, as the Leeds United manager teamed taking total responsibility with not really being even slightly bothered what the footballing world thought about his underhand tactics. You might remember, when the story broke originally, Bielsa was quick to come out and say... It doesn't matter if this is legal or illegal or right or wrong. Well, this week, he took it a step further. Having called an emergency press conference at the club's training ground, the media widely expected that the manager would be stepping down from his position. But what happened couldn't be further from the truth, as Bielsa channelled his inner geography teacher and proceeded to conduct a 66-minute PowerPoint presentation, not only admitting that he quite likes a good spy every now and again, but also trying to convince everyone that they should be doing it too. He turned up, turned on the PowerPoint, said he spied all the time, and it was a really good idea. Press conference done. Although I do think he could have maybe gone a step further by proving that spying really worked, maybe he could have announced the starting lineup for Leeds' next opponent, Stoke City, this weekend. He certainly couldn't have done a worse job than any of their managers have done in recent years. He did verge close to an apology at times during his presentation, and this was one of those times. Por qué voy? Why do I go? Because it's not forbidden. Because I didn't know it would create such a reaction. It allows me to keep my anxiety low. So essentially, Bielsa is spying on the opposition as a relaxation technique. Where the hell does he go on holiday? Syria? Is his meditation playlist on his phone app just black metal? Does he get his massages done by Edward Scissorhands? This man does not know how to relax properly. The footballing world has reacted in two very different ways to this press conference. First up, the footballing gammons who have, unsurprisingly, been outraged that this Italian man should dare to come over here and use such weird tactics. He's Argentinian, Jim. Really? Well, I guess that's an easy mistake to make, isn't it? Just ask Peter Shilton. He's Italian, yes. Bielsa? Yeah, Argentinian. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, it makes it even worse then, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Much worse. First the Falklands, and now this. Is there no end to the RG's shithousery? 
Never forget AP. And fellow gammon, Stuart Pearce was a little bit upset too. But at least he had a solution to this whole horrid mess. It'll be interesting to see what the punishment is by the FA. Um, if it was me, I, the, the team that's affected the most is Derby. I've reversed the scoreline. Firstly, there won't be any punishments due because it's not illegal. Secondly, how exactly would that work? Would we just reverse the result for every other little bit of cheating or underhand tactics in football? Dives, handballs, nicking an extra five yards for a free kick, walking slowly off the pitch when you get subbed? Reverse all those results. If we did that, Liverpool would be in a relegation battle right now. Actually, maybe it's not such a bad idea. You can understand why former manager Pierce is a bit upset. He's probably thinking about how he might have been undone by such tactics in the past. How an opposition could have observed his team's play and expertly identified their main footballing weakness of playing football. The most telling reaction perhaps came, though, from Pep Guardiola, who is, as always, full of praise for his former mentor. And it all went a little bit Star Wars, Master and Apprentice stuff when he talked about his respect for Marcelo. First of all, I love him, especially like a human being. He treated me when I was young in an incredible way. And his success, I feel it like my success. It's like Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader, isn't it? Although the other way around. This can only end one way on a giant space station floating through the sky and a battle to the death. Or maybe in an FA Cup tie or something. Pep even admitted this week that he's used the very same tactics with his time at Bayern and Barcelona, but despite employing them in his other positions, says he's never used them in England. Never, ever, ever, ever. Cross his heart and hope to die. No, 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 no. Never use them at City, not here, no. This will be great news to Liverpool fans. So far, this season, many things have been thrown at City to help try and derail their title hopes. We've had FFP accusations. We've had suggestions of unsportsmanly thrashing. We've had tactical grass growing. And now, I'm sure some good old espionage allegations can be thrown into that mix too. But the best thing to come out of this whole Bielsa scenario is not that the papers have, so far, managed not to label the footballing devil man Bielsa bub, yet, although they really should consider it, but that Marcelo used good old Microsoft PowerPoint to deliver his message. And I really hope that whilst he was pulling it all together, making the final edits to his presentation, he had at some point to deal with that annoying little paperclip helper. Hi! It looks like you're making a presentation after being caught spying on the opposition. Can I help you with that? With stories like Spygate currently buzzing around the world of football, you'd think you wouldn't really need to be making stuff up. But this week, I discovered the story of Ivica Strock, a fictional footballer who became much larger than life thanks to his creator, Johnny Sharples, a.k.a. Johnny Gabriel, who is with us on On The Left Side to explain a bit more. Hello, Johnny. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, mate. I read the story of Invika for the first time this week. It kind of had passed me by previously. So talk me through a little bit about the story. How did it come about that you became the puppet master of a made-up Croatian footballer? I was just happily playing a bit of football manager 2013 like you do uh, back in back five years ago now 2014 um, and I I'd had a disappointing career with um, initially with Dinamo Dresden then with Brighton and Hove Albion um, I got the job at Hearts trying to over 
turn Celtic's dominance. Came second a couple of times, got to a couple of cup finals, ultimately couldn't. But uh, Celtic saw something in me um, and decided to hire me as the manager once Neil Lennon left. And um, George Samaras was coming to the end of his career and I needed to replace him. And I got a little uh, scouting report on my fictional desk to say Avicii Strock this 18 year old 17 year old in in croatia was was the real deal oh, it's so exciting when that uh, happens isn't it when you get the, it's the th- potential of a youth player coming through i know but then you look at click on his little you know he had a little wnt he was wanted by plenty of clubs um barcelona were there psg were there and i was just plucky little old celtic but um i made a five million pound bid made him my big best best paid player and, and made him uh, a key player promising me be straight into the first team and, and from then he hit the ground running and scored lots and lots of goals as we uh, we won a champion we won the Europa League in his, his first full season won the Champions League in his second wow. full season and he added three more Champions Leagues to his, his uh, CV and ended up scoring over 800 goals for Celtic and over 150 goals for Croatia what you've described so far is something we've all done playing football manager at some point I think whenever anybody plays football manager they add personalities to players they sometimes add backstories to your favorite players you add little narratives in when a player's in a poor patch of form you imagine them having arguments with their wags or whatever it is so why did he get the special treatment and you ended up generating his own social media account and kind of bringing him to life a little bit more. You know, when you have a superstar in your ranks, you build the team around them. And that's definitely what it was at the time with Avicii. And he really carried the team. So I think he had to have the personality to match. And I imagined him a bit (laughs) like Zlatan Zlatan Ibrahimovic, a bit cut above, you know, swaggering around the football pitch, but putting the the goals in the the back of the net and and lifting the trophies at the end of the day. Um, Away from football, uh, away from football manager, um, you know, my family was hit with a bit of a, well, I say a bit, a, a massive tragedy. My brother passed away. Mm. Um, and when when you're mourning and when you've got nothing to do, uh, you just sat around waiting for funerals and stuff. It's optimal time to play a lot of football manager. And I really, you know, dove into that really and, and sat around. I thought, I've got pretty questionable Photoshop skills, but <laughs> they're Photoshop skills nonetheless. And I'm, I'm going to put his head on you know, George Samaras or, um, you know, a few of the other players that have been up and Gary Hooper, I think was one of the main ones as well that, that Avicii's head ended up going on. And, you know, if this was real life, um, the world of, of football manager, then someone like Avicii would have a Twitter account. Someone like Avicii would be outspoken, criticizing teammates, criticizing opposition, living the dream through Twitter. So I decided to take on that personality myself and, and made his Twitter account. Does he ever get mistaken for a genuine footballer? Because I know you've created like social media accounts and he's got a Twitter following and all this kind of thing. Have you ever had invites to open supermarkets or anything like that with people thinking he is actually a real personality? Um, not quite. People have joined in the joke. Um, I remember Coral, um, the betting company, um, offered odds on Avicii Strzok to be the top goal scorer at one of the tournaments. I can't remember what it was. Um, so it's nice when people get involved. And, and the Football Museum are really good. They um, they had an exhibition um, a few years ago now uh, up in Manchester about how... Um, video games and football and the relationship between the two of them. You've got FIFA, you've got Pro Evo, and, and they did a section on Football Manager um, and Avicii Strzok's uh, shirt that I have with his name and number printed on the back was displayed in the National Football wow. Museum um, alongside a, um, a testimonial match day programme, which um, we had. I, I created it. I was helped with um, creating it with my friend Charlie, who um, 
did all the did all the real work behind it. He was the he was the grafter. He was the um, Owen Hargreaves to my, you know, Frank Lampard. I got all the glory, and he did all the <laughs> hard work behind the scenes. So um, he he did a lot of the work and design. And then we got 150 of those printed off. One ended up in the football museum, and the rest were sold off for uh, a charity called Calm, who are a um, men's uh, mental health charity and suicide prevention charity. So um, for all the strangeness of of each struck, it's good to know that some small amount of goods come out of it. And, and I, like I say, I really like it when people join in the joke. Um, I don't like it when they're funnier than I am. Um, it puts <laughs> me to shame sometimes. Um, but, uh, like you say, it's just never been mistaken for a real, real player. But, um, you know, as the, the lines become more blurred between reality and fiction, maybe, maybe someone will start off an argument with him at some point. You mentioned the charity calm that you, sold the testimonial programs for and you mentioned your brother sadly passing away and obviously I know those two things are connected in some way and I know it's a weird thing to say I mean but was the, the football I've heard other people talk about playing football manager or playing other computer games that in those times actually becomes a little bit of escapism for them is that kind of what happened with you here uh, definitely because when when he when he passed away um I went to stay with my sister and she lives 200 300 miles away and I wasn't surrounded by my my friends. I was there with my sister and my mum and dad and stuff, um, and my niece. But um, you just you need some some form of escape and to just delve into a world where I was the best manager um, in in on the planet and I had the best footballer on the planet by my side. It was it was a nice bit of escapism. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother Simon, he was the first person that ever introduced me to. Well, it was Championship Manager back then, um, and he sat down with me and. and um, show me how to play it um so I, those lessons that he taught me were, were a real help and have been a real help ever since not just to me but um to calm as well and it's 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 a strange thing to have in his memory and i think if he was here to see it he'd call me all manner of um creative insults um about what i'd done and call me stupid and say i have too much time <laughs> basically what Good people say to me do. on twitter <laughs> Yeah, well, on basically stuff that people just say to me on Twitter anyway when, when they see that I've created a, a Twitter account for a fictional footballer. But I think he'd he'd I think he'd he'd be um, taken aback by it and think it was incredibly stupid. But it's his fault. He's the reason I play Football Manager. So the blame in this instance can lie at his door. Has anyone ever come close to following in his footsteps in your fictional football world? Um, there's, there's been, there's been players that, like I say, have arguably been better. He's still Celtic's record goal scorer by a good 200 goals. I've had guys that have come in after him and scored 600 and, uh, like 50 goals altogether for Celtic, but it just doesn't, doesn't even scratch the surface of what Avicii did. There's players that have won more trophies, uh, than him. I've got my current captain at, at Celtics. I think he's won, um, 10 Champions League and been captain for nine of them. Um, he's a central defender, so he'll never get the glory that a striker gets but um for the place that they hold in my heart and for the place that they hold outside Sharples Park with a statue I think of each is the one above all Johnny it'd be lovely to talk to you make sure you're following Johnny on Twitter he's one of my favorite football accounts and other things account as well at Johnny Gabrielle give him a follow now and Johnny thanks for your time we're on the left side Thank you very much. Thank you. You can hear more from Johnny and his wondrous Twitter activity at Johnny Gabrielle on Twitter. That's it for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with another dose of football funny at the same time next week, usually out on a Monday morning, so you can download it for your little commute to work because Mondays are rubbish and this hopefully will put a smile in your face before you get to work. You can get that 
wherever you find your podcasts. Just search on the left side or hit subscribe. However you're listening to the show right now, and as soon as it's ready, we will get it to you. Don't forget to find us on Instagram and help us with our world record pet. It's an unachievable goal, but I want to try. At on the left side, which is also our Twitter account. And I think that's probably enough information for now. So I will see you very soon. Adios, my friends. And remember, Bielsa is watching you. Hi, it looks like you've been listening to On the Left Side. Did you know it's written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson? Would you like to leave a review? Would you? Would you? Yeah. Would you? Right, before we go, uh, I just want to give you... Hang on, there we go. Before we go, I want to give you a little a little peek behind the velvet curtain of On the Left Side. A little bit of a glimpse into the prep. Because you remember right at the beginning of this week's episode, we were talking about Bond titles, right? This bit. And if the first instalment was called On Leeds United Secret Service, then the follow-up is definitely Dr. No. Fuck's given. Well, we tried to come up with some better Bond themed football Leeds United things than on Leeds United Secret Service. So the ones we came up with, I thought I'd share. Thunder Football was kind of an option. The World is Not Keo, which is obviously Leeds United Defender, um, and Keo looks a bit like enough written down. Doesn't really work as a verbal pun, but here's some other ones. These are football James Bond puns that we came up with that didn't make it into the episode. Golden Ayu, Tomorrow Newer Dies, from Russia with Jurgen Love, Live and Let Eric Dyer, The Spy Who Loved Ben Me, Nua Say Nua Again, A You to a Kill, D Another Day, Charlie Austin's Angels, which isn't really James Bond related, but it's got a spy theme, and my favourite, the greatest of all, The Born Old Tim Sherwood. Yes, mate. Uh, we might carry this on on Twitter. Find our Twitter account at On the Left Side. And we'll do a little game of this this week. Football spy films. All right. See you later.